Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome to the Everyone's a Pity podcast with your girl Queenie and your boy Kojo. Um, today, we are talking about the film that everyone's talking about. Finally and here. that is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I just want to start off by saying I'm happy that it's not called Black Panther 2. Mm. Um, I remember I was talking about this with um, my really good friend Jasmine. Um, and she said she she said this to me and she was like, you know, it wasn't a direct continuation of the first Black Panther because we have lost the Black Panther, right? Mm. Um, mm. Who, who was Chadwick Boseman. Um, so I, I was kind of happy that it was just, it was another story as opposed to an extension of the story that we once knew, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'll start off there. But hey, Kojo. Um, hey, hey Queenie. How did you how did you find Black Panther? What kind of yeah. Thing? So I thought good. I mean, so we're kicking this off with like a non-spoilery, just quick, you know, tidbits. Um, I thought it was it was good. I actually thought it was maybe better than I expected. I I, I didn't think it was, it was obviously it wasn't a perfect film. Obviously, it wasn't like an it's not going to be like top five MCU for me, but um, I was really impressed with how the film tackled some of the themes around grief and loss, um, colonialism, POC allyship, diaspora allyship, um, like continuing Killmonger's legacy. Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I, but again, like I, I, oh, and off the top, let me just shout out Angela Bassett. Shout out Angela Bassett one time. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it, but yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's 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 top. Is the best film of the of Phase Four, like we said, it would be definitely top two, but maybe the best film of Phase Four. Best film of Phase Four. <laughs> I feel like that's a stretch. <laughs> but who, who's who's at the top of Phase Four? Spider Man No Way Home or this? Spider Man No Way Home or um. Nothing else. Nothing no, else. No, no. Um, Infinity War. Are you crazy? That film Infinity was... War is not Phase Four. Infinity War is Phase oh, Three. Phase three. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, Phase Four is what? Doctor Strange. Doctor two. Strange, Multiverse Madness, Black Widow, Shang Chi, all the t- all the TV shows. Um, okay, Thor: Love and Thunder. That's it. Fine, I'll accept. I'll accept. <laughs> Again, the bar the bar was low. The bar was was it was was very low. Yeah. So, yeah, fine. Yeah. I accept. Yeah, I, I, I yield. <laughs> Come through House of Dragons. Um, but yeah, so just a non-spoiler, Queenie. What are your what's your immediate takeaway as well? What do you think? Um, you know, I watched it twice. Um, I watched it on the day it came out, Friday the eleventh, and then I watched it um on the Saturday. Um, the first time I watched it, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Um. Oh. I I didn't love it. Oh. And then I watched it again and I was like, okay, I like it more. Okay. It's really had to, I really had to sit with it and understand why certain things um it didn't quite it didn't quite make it click for me. Um and I think you kind of you kind of mentioned it at the start, um in terms of it not being as complex as the first film. Mm. Um and I think that that was the letdown for me. I think I I was expecting, especially with the kind of things that we saw, mm. I was expecting loads. Um, mm. It didn't quite land for me, unfortunately. It but, didn't. but it was it was good. It was good, and I will probably go to the cinema and watch it for the third time. But that's mm. mostly because I have an Odeon card. Mm. 
Um, and I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Odeon have a card. I have a Cineworld card, obviously. I'm seeing every film that I can for, you know, without paying for a ticket. I didn't know Odeon have a card. But anyway, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, well, yeah, so that's our non-spoiler breakdown. We're going to move into like an actual breakdown of the actual story, then do um, some production beats and stats. So if you haven't seen the film, if you're like, you know, one of the few people who you know still trying to figure out if you should actually go and watch it, and if you're undecided, I guess I'll take us to go and see it. Maybe even Queenie's take, go and see it twice, just to make sure you really like it. For um, real, for real. But yeah, so, so breaking down, so spoilers in three, two, one. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. This is kind of picking from, you know, starting from where the cast were. The cast, so without the film, the cast had been left off, is dealing with the death of T'Challa, dealing with yeah. the death of Chadwick Boseman. So yeah. the film starts off that way um, immediately, uh, which I thought was super i was like oh wow we're here like it's we're locked in this is yeah. this is where we are yeah. um shory trying to save his life and everything else um and t'challa dies to some uh it's uh, is an undescribed or unnamed illness um and i thought just on this note i thought this was very interesting because the way they deal with it kind of parallels how you know maybe the cast felt in real life i mean shory mentions just the anger and rage she feels that he kept this sickness to himself and he didn't yeah. you know allow them to help and i was like wow wow like immediately emotional like yeah. at, at that because again this film dealing with the loss of the black panther but really is the cast dealing, dealing with the loss of their friend so yeah. navigating grief in that space um what did you how did you feel like when it kicked off um i was expecting it I'm not gonna lie. I feel like they had to tackle, um, they had to tackle this head on. Um, mm -hmm. I think, like, probably a big. Uh, I'm gonna give a lot of grace to this film just because, obviously, um, you can only imagine the things that they had planned to mm. do with Chadwick Boseman in the role of Black Panther um, in this um, second instalment of this franchise. Um, and so to have your like our black panther die and then have to go back to the drawing board and try in terms of the film and like try and figure out like how to make it work i felt yeah. like this was the only way that they that they could do it right they, yeah. um we already knew from like maybe this time maybe two years ago or, or um do you know was it logic anyway we knew when he died that they weren't going to recast mm. um his role yeah um so this felt right to me. And so when I was watching it, yes, it was intense and mm. like really sad, um, but absolutely necessary. Um, mm. And I'm glad I'm so, it was, it was super sad, but also like a lovely send off um, to not only the character, um, mm. but to, but to Chadwick Boseman as well. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the funeral was beautiful. Oh no, no, the funeral. No Avengers. No Avengers. No Avengers. Hold on. I've seen, some, I've seen some people pick up with this. And I, I mean, you can chalk it up to I. It's either an oversight. Either, I mean, maybe we just couldn't get them in for this. But I mean, Marvel, they, they can get whoever they want to get in for the film. So I don't know about that one. I don't know. Maybe maybe in, in my head canon, the way I've rationalized this is just by saying, you know, it's a private funeral. They didn't, Wakanda, Wakanda didn't want to let anyone in kind of yeah. thing. But then again, my, they were assisting Bucky, you know, when he was going through his rehabilitation. You know, they've had yeah. they, they 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 the Infinity War, Infinity War was staged was in Wakanda. Maybe that's why they're not letting anyone back in though. So who knows? Um, no but, Avengers. No Avengers. 
my man Tony Stark had everyone, everyone at his funeral, and not one Avenger, not one member of Shield, no one. So anyway, think about that. Let's 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 move on. <laughs> um, um racism. <laughs> but then, but then, no Rhodey Rhodes, no. You know, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just, Crazy I just thought that was, dog. I just thought that was interesting. Um, but I, again, I think a private moment for. Oh, but you know what? Yeah, what's up? I'm so sorry to cut you off. Um, you know what though? Oh wait, no, because everyone knew that they'd lost. Uh, everyone knew eventually. I guess because the Black Panther is was so integral to Wakanda, and like everyone knows that, and that's what they said throughout this film. Like, mm. without the Black Panther, like. What is Wakanda kind of thing? Mm. Um, Wakanda has no savior. Wakanda has no savior. That that's what that that's what that yeah. was the rhetoric that was going on. So I guess like at the start they just didn't want people to know. Maybe yeah, that was it. maybe Pri- just a private funeral could be. Could we just a private funeral? They didn't want to. I mean, those are his friends, really and truly. Like yeah, so... yeah. Anyway, hey, yes. hey, <laughs> take it with Ryan. Take it <laughs> <up> with Ryan. <laughs> um, I want to jump to uh, the introduction of Talakan for a second because I think a major part. A major, major core of what this film is built on, other than T'Challa's passing, is the introduction of Talokan, introduction of Namor. And this is, so from the comics, I think Namor was actually, in, say Namor, some say Namor. Um, they, they bounce back and forth in, even in the movie. They don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, th- I, believe, I believe Namor was also introduced in the Black Panther comics as well. But maybe I'm getting that wrong. But, but basically, uh, Namor has always had a just say a beef just say a beef they, they've been they've been cats and dogs since um the beginning because obviously uh Talokan or in the comics is known as Atlanta um has you know is a sea dwelling people what kind of has all these resources above and they've always had like a problem what happens in the film where when um sort of Namor Namor and the rest of the they, there's no official name for them as far as I know like I, like they're, they're not they're not called the Atlanteans in this. They're just, you know, the the Talakan people. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they wipe out the CIA affiliated agents who are mining for vibranium in their seas, and um, using a detector created by one Riri Williams. I was so I was I was geeked to see Riri Williams as a character in this because I knew I mean Ironheart was a show Marvel slated like years in advance I knew it was going to come so I kind of done a bit of reading like years ago like oh who's what's Ironheart and I was like oh she's like you know almost like a prodigy of Tony Stark so it's really nice to kind of see her also be introduced into this and I haven't heard people mention her too much um but yeah the the Talakan people wipe out the CIA affiliate agents I didn't expect it to get so dark off the rip they were they were siren songing them to their deaths. They were just killing people. I was like, oh, wow. I, it still surprised me when I see people die in the MCU and I don't know why. No, seriously. And especially when they're part of the CIA. <laughs> it's like, it's like, whoa, whoa, we're killing agents now. <laughs> so um, I, I saw I I saw, I saw a take on this, which is interesting. Going back to a theme where I mentioned about colonialism, POC allyship, colonialism and imperialism in particular. So a major criticism of this film has been that it, essentially pits two colonialized people against one another. Um, and people obviously don't like that. People obviously aren't, aren't too happy with that. And it made me think, and I've seen this take a few times, so I can't act like I'm the original of this, but about how you typically don't see, you see violence from POC against POC, but you don't see violence from POC against like, colonial agents. 
Thank so you. You, you, it's just not a thing that's done in, in, in Hollywood or in film and cinema. You don't see people who are American or Western representing the state or just doing their jobs, so CIA agents. Um, you don't really see the the effects, the violent effects of colonialism kind of wrought back on them. You see it in this film, though, at the beginning. You see it in this film at the beginning. And at the and beginning yeah. is, is, is the key part because, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about this like later on. So let me not say too much, but we see it in the beginning, which I'm not going to say I didn't love it. I'm not going to say I didn't love it. Um, it was very like, I was quite scared though, mm. you know, especially like knowing that like we only know 30% of what's underwater. We don't actually know what's going on down there. Right. I was, I was expecting to see literally anything when yeah. those people went down um, in their little um, water suits or whatever. Um, but chow, I loved it, and I used to watch the show called um called Sirens. Um, so okay. <laughs> it was nice reliving that childhood of mine. I um, can imagine. Also, yeah. I want to shout out the score as well because when that <laughs> was playing in the background, I was I was locked in. Like I was yeah, locked yeah. in. Yeah, um, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic, um, fantastic. But yeah, um, shout out to um Riri, like you said. Um, you know. I didn't, I didn't, I'm gonna say, I didn't love the portrayal. I'm gonna put it out there. I didn't love the portrayal. Yeah, I didn't. One of my favorite, one of my favorite, like, um, uh, scenes, like, series of scenes, um, in the film was when they were in America. I really did like the three of them. Uh, that's, um, Shuri, our angel of death. What's her name again? I forgot her name. And, um, Riri. Nikoya. Nikoye, thank you. Yeah, play by Danny um, Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When mm. when the three of them were in America and like, you know, doing that whole bit there, that was one of I really enjoyed watching that. Like three black women on screen, like they were talking about Fenty four or five. They were talking about Ashy Skin. And I said, yes, come on. I'm literally <laughs> crying of laughter. Um, but I feel like, and I get that Riri was like this um this juggernaut of like um technical advancement and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a little bit lost on me. Mm. Um, and like it just it was so random to me like I felt like it would have been nice to get a bit more to actually see her in action a bit more just to really understand like how much of a prodigy she is Mm. Um, because otherwise it's like you like one minute she's like I need to take this laptop I need to go I need to go and the next thing she's in a suit and I was like right okay (laughs) where why when Um, I just thought that was a bit that was a little bit random um but otherwise, like I didn't hate her portrayal. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I can see why. I can see why you said it was random. Because I mean, in the sense of like they try to they 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 have they're trying to do a lot in this film. They're trying to do a lot in this film without the film being all that complex. But anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. Because in the sense of you know you're trying to introduce the Tyler Khan, your entire antagonist you're you're building in this film and and building it in a way where you're like, okay, you lot can live on and make your own films and TV shows or whatever down the line. And then you're also introducing Riri Williams for the sole purpose of the fact that she has a TV show coming on coming out down the line, which you'll yeah. flesh out more of her stuff then. So it's like, she's in this because she created this vibranium detector, which she didn't wasn't even aware about being used by the CIA. And then now we understand her to be a genius. So then it's like, okay, the next beat for her is, I have this suit. <laughs> and then I see you, you're Literally. like, uh... What? <laughs> this suit flies. And also, and also on that on that point about like her work being stolen yeah. to be used by the CIA, like 
I feel like if that was me, I'd be livid, fuming. I'd be like, here we go again, stealing things that black people have done. Like, I feel like, like in terms of complexity, that was maybe another angle that they could have gone down. And maybe um, it was, mm. it's okay because like we would have noticed it, but like since the film is essentially made for people, like, yes, it's made for us in mind, but ultimately the themes involved are there for like people who aren't black to understand, mm. right? Mm. Um, and I feel like that was one point that like, it just needed like one line mm. to kind of tie together mm. instead of it being like, oh, my work was used by the CIA. Done. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, yeah, it was- I hear what you're saying. And, and considering she was so like, she was like venomous about the fact that this guy had, um, this guy had used her basically and got an A star or whatever the grade was, right? Yeah. And she was like, Venmo me. Da -da -da -da. And like, you can see that she's like this badass chick, right? Yeah. Your work has been, your work was plagiarized by the CIA. <laughs> and you're talking about Ashi Skin? <laughs> your, 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 your work, you, you are now the target of an assassination attempt by a nation of people because your work was taken from you and misused by another nation on your like, behalf. It's... I really don't feel like the gravitas of that like was dawned. I, I don't think she really felt that. And to be honest, I'm not gonna well, lie. She, I, she's I she's don't a child, like... she's 17, 18, isn't it? So she, like... she was 19, she was 19. Okay. And I feel like, I feel like it that fact was also lost on Shuri in a way, like as in, mm. like, I wasn't, I wasn't getting the fact that this was a monumental um, situation. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that these people were feeling that this is a really, really big deal. And yeah. maybe that shows in the fact that like, you know, the Wakandans end up fighting, fighting the Talokans instead of fighting the CIA. So on, on that note, let's let's jump to that. So this film, I mean, it tackles, you know, it, in, in terms of the big bad, it's Tyler Khan versus Wakanda. Um, Wakanda gets drowned by Namor and Tyler Khan um, because they, or Queen Ramunda in particular, but no, they, they as a people make the decision to protect Riri Williams. They don't want to hand her over to Tyler Khan, which is what Namor was, was you know, uh, demanding of them. Um, yeah. which, and, I, and, and the reason I want to highlight that in particular, because it seems to me that's a continuation of Killmonger's legacy. It's, it's, it's Killmonger's politics in the sense of getting Wakanda to stop thinking solely about Wakanda, to stop thinking solely in an isolationist lens and think, no, 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 no. Like, Black people are connected. Um, and also, you, it, it, so there's that lens, but also the sense of, you can't just stand by when innocence, when someone who's you know someone innocent is being um, targeted, and and, and, yeah. and uh, you know I, f I found that really really interesting. It's a shame, obviously, it does that stance does lead to Queen Ramunda's death, which was I didn't expect. I didn't expect Queen Ramunda to die in this. Um, you think she needed to die? She needed to die for pushing Shuri off the edge. Because so, Shuri wasn't going to make the artificial, um, the herb to make her the Black Panther. Mm -hmm. um, by that point, Shuri was knee deep in grief for her brother. Was not. It was almost in that kind of stag stagnate, stag a place of stagnation. Where she wasn't really going anywhere. She was like, you know, I'm not going to make this Black Panther thing come, come about again. I'm just going to stay here. And her mom was going to do all that kind of the queen stuff. But now Shuri was in charge. And I think... 
being in charge way before she should have been kind of forced her to grow up like a lot. So yeah. it's and we'll, we'll we'll get into the war and I mean we can actually talk about the war now to be honest. Well, um, before before we get to the war, sorry. Um, so for the 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 two times I saw this film, mm. um, I still wasn't understanding why Rwanda had to die. Um, like. And people were saying what you said, you know, oh, um, it needed to drive Shuri's character forward, blah, blah. Ah, no, no. I really, I really, really, really feel like with T'Challa's death at the start of the film, mm. I didn't need to see any more. I'm so sorry. Like, like, and I get that, like, we're in this shock factor of, like, um, entertainment these days, like, given, like, Game of Thrones, like, all of this stuff, like, people, mm-hmm. like, the shock factor of someone dying, that someone so important dying is, is um, sometimes what makes a really good show, right? In this instance, I didn't see Ramanda's death as necessary for Shuri's, um, like, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Growth? Shuri's growth, there we go. Oh, um, what would have pushed her? So w- what, we'll get to that. What I will say though, is that I, und- like what I've learned in my thinking is that I understand Ramanda's death more in terms of what it did for um for Namor's character in the sense of like we saw that Namor is about violence as in like he mm. does what he says on the tin okay I don't mess around mm-hmm. okay I am a villain as it do you know what it is I think we spent so much of the film understanding Namor um, that like we were kind of getting lost in it and we were kind of like, oh yeah, uh, well, we can kind of see like where he's coming from. Like mm. we can kind of see where he's coming from. Like, uh, what a guy. But he needed he needed to kill Ramanda basically in order for us to then, for the audience to then be like, oh, this guy gotta get. Mm. You know what I mean? That's how that's how I'm seeing Ramanda's death. I'm seeing it more as like um a channeling for how we saw Namor as opposed to shuri's like advancement but maybe i'm just a hipster so but then um, it, need, it needed to happen is what i'm hearing from you yeah, <laughs> yeah. to happen. And then, yeah and like i can accept now that it needed to happen but like when i saw it the first two times i was like why have you done this why did yeah. you do this why yeah. um but yeah it's, it's just one of those things but like in terms of like how how would shuri have um come to the conclusion that she needs to be the black panther i don't have the answers mm. i don't have the answers um i just i just like Ramanda could have not died. Ramanda could have been in a coma. Like, I just... Ah, I just no, like, I was weak. No, I, I, just was weak. Like, I just feel like there was another, like, there must, there had to have been another way. And maybe we'll come back in a year's time and I would have an answer for you, right? But I just didn't like, I just didn't like the fact that Ramanda had to die. I would love to see her in the third film. Um, so you're and, coming at it from the perspective of you, you like the character and wanted to see the character continue. Right. But then, and then in saying that as well, um... In saying that as well, in fact, you know what? We'll come. We'll come to my next point. We'll come to my next point when we. Yeah. When we move I, on. I, I do want to. I do want to say another consequence of Ramanda's death, which is useful, is and we, which we won't see for now, but I'm curious to see where they take it. Is for Riri's own characterization because Ramunda died protecting Riri. Even her. Yeah. So I want to see what that does for her in her own show if that kind of continues because there are. I think important consequences you can take from this, like you said, for Namor is a really interesting point, which told us, yeah, he's about the action. Um, but then 
at the same time, I think it also represents like a changing of the guard. So you now have, yeah. you know, we've lost Tony, we've lost Captain America, the original Captain America. Yeah. All these these elder figures are now left, and it's now down to the next generation to take it forward. So I'm, yeah. so Ramonda was great for representing stability or being like, I'm still here, I'm continuing yeah. on. But now without that, then you kind of see, you know, oh, Wakanda's going to war. <laughs> Wakanda's yeah. doing this thing and doing this thing. And I think I think that's interesting because it just kind of shakes things up a bit. So that's why I'm like, there is still, you know, validity and, and value to be taken from. That's value is probably not the right word, but yeah. you know. Um, I, d- I did mean something and I do and I do get that. But I feel like also, um, I'm just gonna make the point I was gonna make before. I'm gonna make mm-hmm. it now. Um when um it's Wakanda versus Talokan and like eventually Shuri um manages to take Namor, they're on a desert somewhere, like on a beach somewhere, um, mm. and she's about to pulp this guy to death. Mm. Um, and then she sees her mom in the ancestral plane, right? For me, that could have gone amiss. I'm so sorry, but like at the start of the film, we saw Ramanda talk about how, um, you know, she could feel the presence of her brother, um, mm. sorry, of, of T'Challa, um, and then, What's her name? And then Shuri's like, that was a figment of your of your imagination, right? Yeah. I was like, how much more beautiful would this moment have been if Ramanda had come back? Like, do you know what I mean? And in like, not necessarily in the ancestral plane, but like if she had felt exactly what her mum had said she felt, mm. right, when she was going through the grieving process of her brother. I was like, what a more beautiful moment than just like a flash of like, um, remind him of who you are in this other like <laughs> sorry sorry because it was her from the ancestral plane yeah it was her from the ancestral plane which i understood but it for me did nothing I hear that. for me it was either you have this like beautiful beautiful montage of like you seeing the telecom people um you seeing your own people and seeing like you know why why are we fighting we shouldn't be fighting kind of thing it's either you had that or you had her mother and her actually being able to have that conversation with her mother which was lost when she had it with killmonger Mm-hmm. For me, it felt like in the editing they were like, "Oh, we should put her mom in there." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It felt like it felt like, "Oh, we'll just put like a little slideshow of her mom," and then like we'll just like bring it out. It just it didn't sit for me. In fact, it took me out of the mm. film entirely because it was just it was just so random. And I get that flashes and memories and stuff are random, but like considering we never saw her mom in the ancestral plane, and now suddenly we're seeing her, I was like. I well, know, I disagree on that part. I think I think I I do agree with the overall sentiment. It, it, I didn't I didn't love it. I think it made sense for her. You're not going to see her mommy as ancestral claim before that point. Like you're just not. I mean, she she. I guess the only time that could have happened was when she you know ate the herb or drank the herb and then yeah. was you know saw Killmonger instead. Which I which actually on a side note, I really love that. Didn't expect to see. I thought kill. I thought you know Michael B. Jordan could come back in some capacity. Yeah. But to see him here and he and he's there in it. the in the throne, like yo, yeah, it's me again. Yeah, yeah I thought it was fantastic. Which was like delicious. Like when he was circling her, like that was that was giving yeah. life. It was great. But that, but that that was the only other point which Angela Bassett, Queen Muller could have shown up and been like, hey, but then it wouldn't have made sense because she was full, filled with so much rage and pain. Like you had to see yeah. the rage and pain play out by like Killmonger and then not you know come yeah. back. And mm. I get all of that. But that is exactly my point in the sense of like, it was so random seeing her like in the ancestral plane. I see, yeah. Like yeah. if we had seen her before in that space, it would make sense to then put it in as part of a montage, yeah. right? It was just, 
Like, and if you're going to put her in as part of a montage, at least make it a bit longer. Like, make it a bit more of a moment. Let her, like, interact with her mother a little bit or something. Just to yeah. make it yeah. like, more powerful. Sick better. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really, like, I saw the montage and I was like, okay, oh, oh, and so because of that, now you're not going to kill Namor? Okay, yeah. fine. Like, I was like, cool. Um, but that that's like, you know, the things that I'm picking up here are, like, quite small. Um in terms of like the large scheme, like the, the grander story. But I just feel like that moment with her mom could have been like a perfect full circle moment um, where Shuri feels exactly what what her mother was saying at the start of the film when they mm. were sat on the beach together. Yeah, I hear that. Um, jumping forward to the final sort of major story be I want to touch upon was that the film, the film's mid credit scene an extended mid-credit scene because you don't get a post-credit scene in this one um introduces one prince t'challa the second son of king t'challa which which listen we, we we briefly mentioned you know the recast t'challa movement and i wondered i was i firstly i i i, I said this early on and i'll say this now and i'm kind of glad to see they're doing this anyways t'challa should be recasted like there's no, I don't, I don't understand really people. Or I do understand it, but I don't agree. People who, who kind of go down the route of saying that, you know, if you recast T'Challa, you're disrespecting Chadwick Boseman's legacy. I think it's the exact opposite of that. Like Chadwick has introduced his character to the zeitgeist for us in, yeah. in film version, um, which represents so much to black people, to young black boys, to people of color around the world, to just comic book fans, where he, he is an amazing superhero that you should see continued. And I think it's important to, to continue the legacy of Bozeman and not to erase the legacy of Bozeman. And, and I think with the introduction of how they've done this with the same name, in essence, it will be a re, it will be a recast down the line without yeah. them. With, you're not having like, it's not Rhodey Rhodes or you have Terrence Howard and then, um, uh, oh, oh. um, what's his name? Chet, Chet, Chet. Uh, oh. Che- Chidi? Something? Don Cheadle. You have Don Cheadle. It's not, it's not, it's <laughs> Chidi. You don't have Don Cheadle to just show up and, and, and then, <laughs> and then Tony is going, you look different. It's like, no, don't, don't, don't think about it. Don't ask about it. And then that's it. I think, yeah. I think the way they're going about it is great because you continue the legacy where now this, this uh, T'Challa II has to reflect on his father's impact on the world and the father he never got to know. And yeah, then yeah. all of this gets taken forward and he still has a name to Charla and he will be the Black Panther in the future. I thought it was great. Fantastic yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. Do you, do you think that because of that, then there'll be a time jump or? Not for now. I think I think they'll let it sit. I think I think the next Black Panther film, you know, might continue with Shuri. And I don't think we'll get a time jump now unless there's a wider time jump in the MCU with you know, the other stuff happening and the multiverse kind of collapsing right. and all that kind of stuff. Then we yeah. can see, but I think I can see a place for him or Shuri, because she's also really young with the young Avengers that it seems to be building. You have like Ant-Man's daughter who's coming coming into her own. You have Hawkeye. Uh, Haw- she, didn't, she didn't actually name herself in the end, but Hawkeye's psychic coming into her own. You have uh, Wonder's kids uh, coming into their right. own. Um, Riri Williams as well. You have the, the Black Captain America's young prodigy as well, we saw, which we saw in um, at the end of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So you have all these young sort of young superheroes coming into the room. So I think you'll either see Toussaint T'Challa in there, or you'll see Shuri in that role because she's also quite young. So, um, yeah. but I think down the line, T'Challa is definitely coming back. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. And I think probably probably the most emotional part of the film for me. Um yeah. like I didn't cry or nothing, but not that I'm a hard ass because I'm not, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it was shocking. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um and the yeah. montage of 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 uh, Chadwick Boseman at the end as well, and, yeah. and, and the light kind of reflecting on Shuri's face, and she was going through it. She was burning the ceremonial robes, which her mom asked her to do at the beginning. So walking exactly. from the circle, great exactly. stuff. Great stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, cool. delicious. And also, um, we didn't talk about the opening like title sequence when it was just all silence. Ooh. The minute silence. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, it was it was as a as a film. Um, celebrating the life of Chadwick um, and what he meant to, to um, you know, the people, the cast members, the the crew members, um, and just Marvel in general, I think was was stunning. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I was listening to um, the Wakanda Forever podcast uh, not too long ago, and Ryan Coogler was on it, and he was saying that he has so much to thank Chadwick for, not only mm. because like Chadwick was like slightly older than than Ryan. So mm. he was not only giving him like loads of wise words of, uh, of wisdom or whatever, but um, also because of the decisions that um, that Chadwick had made from like um, the Avengers 2, for example, when at that point they didn't even know that they were going to have a Black Panther film. Like they weren't sure if they were going to do it. Um, but based on Chadwick's, fight basically in the writer's room where I, I'm not he didn't exactly he didn't explicitly say what the decisions were that um Chadwick had a real part in um in enforcing um mm. but he said that because of some of the decisions that he made in that room that was what allowed for Black Panther the movie the film to be made based on the based on the decisions that he'd made so um I just thought that was like just so beautiful um and yeah RIP mm. RIP. Um, do you want to talk about some production beats just to finish? Um, what stood out to you in terms of your production stats? Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Yeah, I know. When you're asking that question, it's kind of like redundant around this film. But yeah, financially speaking, was it worth it? Financially speaking, well, according to the books, Kojo. Uh, <laughs> um, so it grossed around um, $180 million during its opening weekend. Um, and it's the third biggest opening for a film during the pandemic era. Okay, wow. the first um, being No Way Home, Spider-Man No, ha- no Way Home, which was $260 million, And the second being Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, which was $187 million, which I will say was all PR. Because mm. um, they PR'd that film very well. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, big, 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 big opening weekend. And mm-hmm. um, was also apparently... The biggest opening weekend ever for a film released in the month of November. Mm. A little Rock. random fact for you. Yeah. Um, but were we expecting anything less? No, not really. Like when nah. I went to cinema, it was fucking packed. Like mm. as it should. I had my book. I had my tickets booked um, like a month in advance mm. um, because I knew <laughs> it was gonna be chocker. Um, so stunning. And then um, it took about nine months to film. And it only ended in like March, which is crazy when you think about like how much special effects they would have had to do, like all that underwater stuff. Like, and I will say like that underwater stuff, that's not easy to film. Like it was so well lit for what it was. And like, um, 
I thought it was good. I will say one thing though. This isn't really a production start, but like it was just it was just reminding me of something. You know, like um the when they're underwater and Namor's trying to take Shuri through and he's like, oh you have to get like this little jet stream or whatever to get to Finding Nemo. Literally finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where the title's at? <laughs> yeah. I just needed somebody to shout out. Yeah, surf, surf, dude. Or something. You know what I, I mean? was like, this is so much fun. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, see how Disney and Mom were just working together? Um, like, I, I, can't, I can't tell if that was on purpose, but like, if it was, like, shout out to you guys because <laughs> I was just like, hey, where the turtles at? <laughs> but all I was hearing was T-shirt um, 42 Wallaby Way Sydney. That's all I was I hearing. Do. I knew you'd say that. That's what I was hearing, but. Um, yeah. Was it worth it? Absolutely. I mean, it was always going to be worth it, wasn't it? was it? always going to be worth it. I am so excited for the third film. I feel like we've had, you know, we've had the ethnic on ethnic crime. Okay. We've seen the, atroc- we've seen the atrocities. Okay. We don't need any more. Yeah. Now we need to be fighting the colonizers. Thank you. It's the CIA that's next, right? Because, I mean, we this, I mean, we didn't even touch upon that. And, and I think for good reason. It's, it's probably the weakest part of this film, but the, the, inf- the influence of the CIA... And you know uh, Ross and uh, I can't remember the the um, the director of the CIA, his his ex wife, um, yeah Val, you know, and wanting to destabilize Wakanda and everything else. I think we're going to see see the CIA play a bigger role in being the villains, maybe in the next film, yeah. and then obviously the way this ends with Namor having a let's say a fraudulent alliance, but. Uh, it's it's a shady alliance from Namor's perspective where he's waiting for Wakanda to be attacked and then for, you know, Shuri and the rest of Wakanda to say, okay, you know what, we ally with Talokan, we're going to burn the whole world down. So I think you could yeah. see the CIA be the catalyst for some of those conversations yeah. to come about. But anyways, yeah. I agree. Um, what, yeah. what I will say, sorry, last, last little bit, what I will say though is, because I was having this conversation with my friends and um, what I don't want, and I'm saying it now, Ryan, okay, if you're listening, hun, if you're listening, what I don't want is, oh no, there's an alien. Oh, oops, bigger fish to fry. Can't mm. get rid of the CIA now. Oh no, like, got to deal with Thanos. Like, I, no, no, no. We're not doing that. We're going to fight the CIA, okay? Because we need to defeat the colonizers. Thank you. <laughs> we need it. We need it. You're well, asking sorry. You're asking a lot of what is ultimately a Disney property, to be honest, but we'll see. The we'll propaganda is real. Let's yeah. make a move. Come on. Anyway, inspire us, Disney. We haven't got a lot. We haven't got any time to really get into industry news, but um, we'll pick this up. You know, in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, go and see Black Panther. It's pretty good. You know, um, Phase Four was a disappointment, so it was a really good, nice. I think uh, great note to end on. Um, so looking forward to seeing what Phase Five has in store for us. I believe this is the last film of the marvel year for the calendar marvel year for the last marvel film for the calendar so yeah yeah i believe yeah. So, yeah i mean i have secret wars with samuel jackson in march coming out so i'm looking forward to that yeah all right interesting queenie as always it's been a joy um looking forward to also hearing some of the community's um responses to this film which we know we'll be putting out uh on instagram and i mean socials follow us like especially on youtube if you've got this far you should be subscribing um but do check out our social media platforms as well the critics pod um yeah we'll be there come on all right thanks coach take care speak soon all right bye